Hello and welcome to the Pixel Pitch Podcast, where we are given a year in gaming history and each of us gets to pitch a game from that year to the group to play. Uh, I am your host, Al, and I am joined by my other hosts, Falana and Kit. Hey guys! So we're here to pitch yet another game from the year of 2001, and I guess it's my term, I'm up on the chopping block, and I've got to go ahead and pitch you a game uh, from this year. Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what it is and and how how big the titties are going to be on your oh, yes. character. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Uh, like it, they're like I've heard tale and rumor from this particular game that there might be some titties in there somewhere, but. <laughs> But hey, um, I think we're tittied out after the last few games. Uh, What are you thinking of, Al? uh, I am thinking of a game I have yet to play, but a franchise that is actually very near and dear to my heart. In the year of 2001 was the release of Wario Land 4. And I think that that'd be a fun and kind of different game than the ones we've been playing uh, to try out. Because we haven't done any handhelds yet. And Wario Land 4 was released for the Game Boy Advance. Ooh. That, that will be a really fun change. I love yeah, GBA games. Yeah, You're going to have to explain to me what exactly this kind of game is, though. Because I, I know Wario. I knew who Wario is. Yeah. But what and is I, Wario Land? Yeah, and I know WarioWare games, but I'm pretty sure this is not that. No, the WarioWare games are like a bunch of like tiny mini games that Wario kind of got saddled with at some point when that became what his franchise is. Um, he he dips away from it periodically. Wario Land Shake It, or I guess you know, WarioWare Shake It, whatever that the Wii game was that had Shake Smooth It in the title. Was, <laughs> and then yeah. Shake It, yeah. yeah, yeah was, that was a WarioWare. Yeah, it was far more akin to what a Wario Land game is than a WarioWare game is. There's no bunch of mini games. It's very much like your Mario style platformer, but it actually did um, differentiate itself a little bit because um, Wario Land started as part of the Super Mario Land franchise. So the way it went was you had uh, Super Mario Land, then you had Super Mario Land 2 where Wario was the villain, and then you had okay. Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land where Wario was now the protagonist. Yeah. And he was sort of uh, on his uh, adventure to go collect treasure. So that's the cool thing about the Wario Land games is that there's no, like, um, saving the world or the princess. It's literally just Wario would like to have more money. So he's going (laughs) to go out and, like, find treasure and beat up people to get his gold. I like that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's because it's a very tongue in cheek, very humorous. All the plot lines are just like uh, he sees something on television is immediately like, oh, I got to go win a million dollars. Or I think the plot of this game is there's a pyramid of gold and he's like, nope, I'm going to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's kind of like in uh, inverse Luigi's Mansion in a way where Luigi won something that he didn't apply for. And then shenanigans ensue. And Wario's like, nah, I'm deciding that I won this thing. I'm going to go get it. (laughs) <laughs> yep, it's 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 very fun. It's it's fun treasure hunting goodness, and it's um the first one is very much your linear uh platformer, very much like a Mario game, 
and it works really well, but there's a lot of like side stuff you can do. Like if you go around and try and find uh, the correct amount of like treasures, then you can unlock more levels and uh, more places to play the game and have the best ending where you wind up with like a bigger and better castle at the end. Ooh. Yeah, it'll go from. Yeah, you can you can go from having either a bird feeder to an actual like huge castle thing. Um, <laughs> a bird feeder. Yeah, it's, oh, I love the concept of Wario squeezing into a little bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> but but that wasn't the main point of the game. The main point of the game was in the first one was mainly just uh, I I go from left to right and try and uh, get to the end of the game. It wasn't until the second one that it got a lot more focused on the kind of Banjo-Kazooie platforming, but in a 2D space as opposed to a 3D space kind of mm-hmm. idea, where it was a lot more open. It's not open worldy. It's like open levels where like you really want to explore and find a lot of different things to unlock more of the game to play. Because the second one really is a departure from the first. Because the first you could just play through as like a regular game and not miss much. Um, mm-hmm. Except for all of the bonus stuff that lets you get more of the game to play. The second one, you can power through it. But like you're missing half the game if you're not like going off and trying to explore more of those levels and find more stuff to do. Uh, again, it's it's very, again, Banjo-Kazooie kind of games like the way the the mario games with like finding stars and stuff would would be in 3d but put into a 2d space uh it it weirdly works well for what it is the wario land games are extremely well designed i've only ever played the first two and i don't know if the fourth one carries over that same mentality that i think two and three have or if it kind of goes back to more of what one used to be uh, so I'm I'm fascinated to see and find out what kind of a game Wario Land Four winds up with because and it's it's interesting to say because like Wario has become really big in the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, like he's Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine Nine talks about him for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, and that that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Wario and Luigi. <laughs> And just taking a quick glance over some uh, some sprites that just pop up right away, it immediately hits me with the goofiness that I think of when I think of Wario's character. Uh, because again, I've only really played the WarioWare games and seeing like that goofiness, but then seeing screenshots that look like it is going to be more the way that you described it. I'm really excited to get to see like this side of a game with Wario in it. Yeah, because a lot of people have played the, the WarioWare stuff where it's just like, yeah. haha, quick joke. Um, like a TikTok, um, just sort of like, <laughs> really, that's what it is. It's just like, here's a five yeah. second joke, pull, in, pull a hair out of a nose and mm-hmm. get, get, a, yeah. get a gag out of it, which yeah. no salt on that at all. On party games, yeah. 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 No shade on that at all. Like, I'm not like, you know, it's trying to poo poo on that. I think they're fun games. I love them. Yeah, for sure. So what what is the big thing that made you see WarioWare and go, yeah, I, wa- I want to do this. I want to I wanna play this with my buddies and get back into the franchise well one thing is is that i i wanted to pick something that i myself hadn't played because we've all come to the table with something that we have played but also i wanted to find something that i still was familiar with so i think this really hit all those right boxes 
where here's something that like I know what this game is. I haven't played it yet. I don't know if it's the best example of this, but I want us all to kind of have that shared experience of discovering, um, all right, of what caliber is the game? Like all of us still having that like initial, we've, we're all going to play this for the first time and come to the table with a fresh experience. Uh, no one's revisiting it. Um, which I, it's you know that's going to happen sometimes, and I really wanted to find something we could wet our whistle with, and I feel like just a cool uh, Game Boy Advance platformer is going to really, really, really hit that. And also, I really yeah. wanted us to hit like some some you know handheld games because we haven't yet, and I also feel like man, a Wario Land game is really going to just dip our toe into that. You know, yeah. we're going to get a nice, cool platformer that if we want to, like, spin through it in the matter of a few hours, we can. Or if we want to, like, really deep dive and find all of the stuff, we can do that, too. Okay. And I think it'll definitely be interesting to be able to go and be like, yeah, let's... We're all experiencing this game for the first time, but you are getting to revisit franchise instead of revisiting a game. Yep. And then we'll also get to have that perspective from you. Like ours will be completely new, coming new to it. This is the first one we're playing, but you'll be, I played part of this franchise. Look at me now. But yeah, I'm, also, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. And also I, it'll be cool to approach it having played more games like Banjo-Kazooie and Mario 64. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to like approach it with a little bit more like because I was kind of begrud I kind of begrudged the game as a child because I really wanted to have that like straightforward experience, even though like I I went through all of the first one and found all the extra stuff at, like it was I guess I liked having that initial playthrough uh, under my belt so that I could go back and replay it as opposed to like missing half the experience. I was just missing a full experience, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely get that. Yeah. Like, you want to have a satisfying first experience that makes you want to go through for all that extra stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've I've never really played a lot of platformers or those sort of, like, 2D side-scroller sort of things. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Ooh. I definitely feel like this is a good one to start off on. If not a Mario game, a Wario game. I absolutely <laughs> Hey, listen, I think the, the biggest takeaway for me on this is that uh, I'm excited to play it and I'll get to continue my weird Remember the Dreamcast loving Sega uh, joking gold star of I haven't played a Mario game like properly. There you go! <laughs> <laughs> because it's a Wario game, not it's a Mario, Mario game. It's evil Wario. Yeah. It's evil Mario. <laughs> it's Wumbo Mario. <laughs> <laughs> It's our, our it's our Chungus Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Wario is biggest Chungus energy. Before there was big Chungus, there was Wario. There was Wario. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm stoked for this. And it's always great to have an excuse to break out the Game Boy. Yeah, or absolutely. break out your game oh, yeah. too, you know. I'm very excited because I'm, I'm ready to uh, go through and, and play this game for the, uh, for the first time. I'm excited to introduce you guys to this franchise and hopefully become fans of Wario, who actually has exploded since then. Gotten way more popular in, you know, video game culture and whatnot, even though his games have significantly slowed down. I guess, like, I guess an appearance in the Smash franchise will do that for you. I don't know. Which does make you wonder, why is Nintendo not put out, even just on, you know, one of their side networks, just a collection of the WarioWare games? Give people access to that. I think they may have 
done some some WarioWare collection, but I don't think they've done anything with the Wario Land stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's been yeah, not even for Mario, I don't think have we we've revisited much of those uh original Game Boy titles. Not much anyway. Um which is interesting. Like I mean like I don't know why. Like there's a quadrilogy here Nintendo of classic Wario Land games. Um people have been like clamoring for a Wario Land 5 for a while apparently. Although I think Shake it kind of scratched that itch for a lot of people, but that yeah. was a while ago Nintendo. That was 10 years ago I think by now. Um, we would like some more Wario content, at least some more Wario platforming content. I know we're getting a WarioWare game somewhere down the pipeline, but it'd be cool to, yeah. to see more of the, uh, the the franchise proper. Yeah, more of the land, not the where. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, guys, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a small break. Uh, we'll come right back once we've all completed our playthrough of Wario Land Four. We all made it back from our separate journeys and, you know, we've, we've laughed, we've loved, um, we've had, you know, many religious experiences, but we've, the main thing we've done is we've played Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance. And I mean, depending on what ending you got, there was some love. (laughs) There was. (laughs) A little bit as a treat. Yep. (laughs) This was such a sweet game. It's just like cartoony and just chill and nice. Like it, def- it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. That's a had- really, yeah, it felt like a little bit like, not in the same vein as maybe like a Ghostbusters or a, a Sonic, a Sonic Sat AM, <laughs> but maybe more of like Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon show where there were like a lot of weird shapes and images. And yeah, the adventures of, of colors, Sonic. guys. A lot of just random stuff. They just throw a lot at you, and it's fine. You don't have to think about it too hard. You you mm. get turned into a bat. The light turns you back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I would say even you could even say a little bit of like Looney Tunes with the transformations and the jumping around and the absolute chaos, but fun chaos. Oh yes, this this game sort of epitomizes the animation principles of squash and stretch. yeah i'm inclined to agree this definitely was uh very reminiscent of mar of sorry wario land 2 um (laughs) in as much as there were things that could happen to you that turned you into different stuff like you would become really flat and then you'd be floatable or you'd get stung by the bee and you'd like float upwards um that was all stuff that happened in the later games but what's different from it than the i think two and three uh, is that it goes back to the like linear status of the first one and the fact you can die. That's that's new, actually. Like in, in two, that was not something that happened. You didn't die. So that was interesting. What happened then? Uh, you just lost money and or just like stuff would happen to you. Like what would happen in the uh, like things would affect you, like how you got turned into the zombie or were frozen or other stuff like that. Um, that was the it was just about figuring out where to go. Um, this was c- kind of like that. It wasn't. But there weren't any like secret levels or like places to explore to go through like there are in two and three. It was it's a very linear uh, kind of adventure, but it's not a bad thing. It was like really fun, and that, I think that that was the game they were building for you know for this system, and I think it worked really well. Because from the sounds of it, that means or it kind of sounds like they took the best 
uh, elements of one, mixed it in with the stuff that worked from two, and just kind of made a proper, you know, junior game. So yeah. To speak. Oh, that's really neat. You love to see a development team get to mix together the things that they liked from previous installments and kind of move everything forward by doing that. And you, know, you can kind of tell this was really a labor of love. I mean, you said there wasn't as many, you know, nooks and crannies, but I think these these levels are really intricate. And like the way they're designed so that it's sort of a dual, dual level sort of thing where Yes. Okay, you go through mm-hmm. you go through the whole level regularly. All right, you hop on the little froggy spring. Wario says, hurry up. All of a sudden you get the fast music and the giant, you know, timer at the, at the top of the screen. And you have to run all the way back to the beginning of the level. And they set it up for you. And you just, I, th- I thought that was really just fun. Yeah. And you also, you don't know whether or not you're going to have to step for step, go all the way back to the beginning or if it's going to be a case where you have to, that alternate route you were kind of seeing a little bit of, you have to figure out how to master that. And I think that's so neat that you're always kind of on your toes about it. Because there were definitely some times where I had to go back because I missed uh, one of the the triangles, I guess, to, the pieces to build the key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, I thought, oh, I'll come back to that or something like, like but no, like sometimes it's, it's often an area that you didn't quite see before. Uh, so it does give you a reason. There's only like one or two I played like multi- more than twice. Uh, the one that definitely comes to mind is the Fiery Cavern. Uh, yeah. Th- that was one I played way too many times trying to figure out where stuff was. Yeah. Even though it wasn't that hard, it- it's weird because like, you have so many options about where to go uh, to an extent all of the levels that you sometimes get caught up doing one thing over another. And it's like, oh, crud, I forgot to go back and do this thing. But that level is so much fun and so interesting because, like, you have the lava level to start with and then the ice level at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love yeah. that. And, like, you – at the beginning, you're like, oh, that's funny. I can see these platforms up above that I can't get to because there's a giant plume of lava in the way. And then second stage of this level, the whole thing's different. You go back, oh, these are what these platforms are for. Yep. Yeah. It's just like layers upon layers of things. Yeah, that's all different. That's all new for the Wario Land franchise. So it was that felt really cool. Like, let's like talk about how the the levels actually work, because uh, we're we're talking a bit about how they switch or like he says, hurry up and all stuff. What happens is is that you go into the level and you're supposed to find like a, a ghost who is also a key, along with four pieces of like a jewel that works as a key to a door. That's where the boss lives. So the objective is to go through the level, find all these things, find the four pieces to the key, and then the ghost with a key for a face to get to the next level. And then as soon as you get all that, you have to hit this blue switch that is also a frog. Cartoons, guys. (laughs) And it unlocks different aspects of the level that may have been blocked off by frog blocks. Man. It's, it's just such an interesting setup design because there are some levels that are very linear. You just go forward, go to the end, come back. But then there are some where on your way back, it completely shifts one aspect of the gameplay. Yep. Or again, you end up going a completely opposite direction. No two levels are similar. No. And, it's, and you're, on, you're on a timer on the way back. 
it's not just about you can't take your time on that. You got to rush back. No, yeah, you can't stop and look around on that second half of the level. You just got to sprint your way out. And like even the idle animation for Wario, like the normal idle animation, he's just doing a little skip rope. When you're idling during that time sequence, he just like huffs and puffs around and like waves his arms around like, ah, <laughs> yeah. we got to go, you guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that like the the sprite work in this game absolutely incredible anybody that wants to do any kind of sprite work should look at the sprite sheets from this game oh yeah there's so much character to everything and with how many different variations there are on monsters and there are some monsters that are only in one area and that's it you know and then the bosses and all of those individual animations and wario's animations it's just incredible how much work went into it yeah i i forget that this was made for the Game Boy Advance. Like, I I managed to play this, you know, full screen, like, on my computer, and the sprite work is so detailed and, like, gorgeous, and the colors are so vibrant. It looks as good, if not better, like, in a huge screen than it was on the little Game Boy Advance. I, I did the same thing, actually. I played on my uh, my GBA player for my GameCube, uh, hats off to you guys. Thanks for pl- us. We've been consistently picking games I can play on the GameCube thus far. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had to change out a system yet. Um, but it was, it does hold up. Like it looks like a, like kind of that weird in between space between a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. See, cause I actually, I ended up playing it on, uh, on my Retroid. I started off playing it on my phone. I realized you really need that like pixel perfect, wink, wink, uh, movement, that you have with a lot of these older games. So I ended up switching to my Retroid because it, it has much more of a Game Boy Advance layout. And man, it was just fun. It took me right back to, you know, playing playing some Mega Man's in uh like when I'd be in my parents' car driving around as a kid. Really? Yeah. Like it it uh I, I know that they're uh we've had some talks of doing battle network, but battle network was like one of the games that I played the heck out of other than Pokemon Sapphire on my game boy advance. And it did have that, the feeling of that era of game boy advance games where I would just sit in the car and play it. It does have that very pick up and get into it kind of, uh, aspect to it. And I really appreciate that. It was so relaxing to play, even when it became very high stress and very like, Oh no, you got to go. You got to go very quickly. Uh, it still was just really fun. I never felt like so sort of under challenging or over challenging to me. It never stopped that sort of like lazy river vibe that it had going for it. It just like sometimes demanded your attention more times than others. Yeah. And, you know, I did have to go at replay like a lot of the levels because I missed the little gem pieces. But I didn't even mind. No. Like I enjoyed replaying these levels. And like going through all of the motions again, just because it's so pleasant to go through. And it it had such a satisfying quality when you did beat a level. So I never felt, yeah, I agree. I never felt too taxed or bothered when I had to go back to a level. And some of them I just went back to for fun. <laughs> I I did that with the pinball level. <laughs> I love that oh. pinball level. Oh, and I hate pinball, pinball levels. <laughs> Okay, you guys, I'm going to be upfront with you. I love pinball. Like, pinball just in general as a pinball oeuvre. 
<laughs> I loved the pinball zone. I played it like a bunch. Yeah, it, it was, was good. good. I actually, I did a little bit of research and found out that uh, there is at least a good chunk of people that have played this game that hate that level. And I feel what? bad for them. Yeah, because I had so much fun. Yeah. I'm I'm really surprised. Like, what was not to love about it? Like, I guess because it's a it's kind of a little bit more tedious, maybe. But like, it's the aesthetic is really great, and I didn't find any part of it really like bothersome. It's you put the balls in the in the whatever they are the 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 tulips, I guess. Um, I think they're <laughs> called, and like it's fine. It works. Like I I thought that it was the be- it was one of the best ones I had in the game. And it was it was the one level that I initially kind of struggled with the time limit at the end. Most of the other ones, I was totally fine, just blew through it. But that one, I struggled a bit just from like figuring out the pinball puzzle itself. And I liked that like that. It felt incredibly challenging. It made me want to go back, do it again and not struggle with the time limit. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part of the appeal, too, is that the puzzle elements of it make you just feel really good and satisfied once you figure it out. Yeah. I I mean, I don't play a lot of platformers for sure. So I'm not super familiar with how much of those elements are prevalent in other platformers, but I just got so much satisfaction out of, Ooh, I figured this out just all by myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think one of the things that's the most interesting about this, and this happened to me, literally at the first boss when we were having sort of like a sort of cutesy eggplant monster that was right at home in a Kirby game. And then as soon as it got like sort of wounded, it showed that like face and I'm like, Oh, that's what we're in for. (laughs) (laughs) This went horrifying very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. That's the other thing. The bosses take a turns halfway through too. Yep. Like the the eggplant one gets big scary teeth. The the clockwork one falls apart, and he's like a little vulture guy. The cute teddy bear is actually just a rat. Yeah, you got cat bat, cat bat, and a cat. Aw, <laughs> cat bat. Oh cat yeah, bat. cat bat's pretty cute. Man, though, the the bear. I hated that bear. I, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I fought that bear and I, for whatever reason, I just couldn't figure out how to fight that bear. It was like, I got the first part pretty easy. Like you blow up the giant balloon bear and you throw the spiky thing at it. But like getting, figuring out how to hurt him after that was just such a pain in the butt. Oh, See, did gr- you guys ever do the, um, did you do the little mini games to be able to buy items from the item shop? No, but I should have. Uh, oh my gosh, really? I played mini games to play mini games. And then when I realized there was a shop, I was like, huh. As, as somebody that's played Mega Man games, I was like, no, I want to go vanilla my first time through. I am going to beat them by sheer force. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's the weird thing about it is like, you know, the only thing you buy in those shops, I think, are just things to make the bosses easier. They're like weapons that you can yeah. shoot off before yeah, the yeah. starts. Or sorry, sorry, not, not Mega Man, uh, Devil May Cry games. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. Because that, like, again, you can, especially as you as you get further into the series, you can buy stuff that will make the game easier, but then you don't learn how to play the game. So uh, I was like, 
I, I didn't know how much of this game was teaching us as you go along and how much of it was like just things being completely different. So when I got to the end of the game, I was like, oh, I should have just used the shop to make the bosses easier because you didn't learn anything that you really needed. Yeah. By beating each boss. I, I completely you never like, know. At, at a certain point, I forgot that the mini games were a thing. I don't know why. I was just sort of like enjoying myself so much that I just. I don't know. I, I didn't think of it, I, not that the, I, I, which kind of is a shame because I think I played one of them, which was like a cart racer or something. Right. Or was it betting on cars? What was it? Uh, was um, it was it the one that's like the was it the Chrome dinosaur game, the offline game? You're on a tire and you're running. Yeah. Or is it? OK. Yeah. You do the jumps. Yeah. yeah, you do the jumps. That one's fun. I, I loved the one where it was the faces because that felt very WarioWare games to me. Oh, yeah. So I enjoyed that one a lot. Honestly, I had fun with the most basic one, which is just, you just hit a ball. <laughs> and like playing baseball. Oh, oh, I did play the baseball <laughs> one too. That was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They all, they were very worried. And, but WarioWare was a thing at this point too. So I can see why they did this. Or maybe this is, hold on. Like, I'm actually going to go look up uh, WarioWare and see where this started really quickly. Do 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 a special computer, whatever. Yeah, it was the GBA game. I'm gonna go okay. ahead and see. And yeah, that what? was 2003. Then that was after this. Oh, this this oh. is this is where. Oh, this looks like where Wario where might have started. Then was in these oh, mini games yeah. in Wario Land Four. The yeah. birth of Wario. That's incredible. I'm all for that because <laughs> I love the WarioWare games. But I also, I definitely understand the disappointment that it went from this, which was such a fun, enjoyable platformer, to only mini games, yeah. pretty much from this point forward for Wario. It's such an interest, such an intricate game. Like they put so much heart and effort into it. Like all of the all of the levels are so distinct. There's, you know, completely unique enemies in each one and then it just goes from this very layered thing to just a, a collection of mini games which is fun but just a completely different thing yeah you miss the um because it was a very different style platformer than mario and it was cool to have that kind of alternative as opposed to because mario sort of had his own vibe you sort of knew what a, a mario game was going to be and then Wario had his own vibe with his own different kind of set of stuff that he did. Um, and the theming and the I, the story of the of his games were just different than Mario. Mario was about saving the princess. Wario was about, like, I got to get my money. I got to get all them them sweet dollar dollars. Uh, yeah, I got to beat up a kid, steal his candy. Yep. It's fun. Trust me. I'm yep. Wario. I, I love the intro to this game, actually. The, the the opening cutscene of him in the the big souped up car almost running over the cat <laughs> and just him getting to the pyramid and being like yeah I'm gonna go get treasure and stuff and the cat just making him fall in there I felt I felt like no you deserve that you almost ran over the sweet cat yeah <laughs> you got what you deserve but then also I I want to say I love how the game manip like subtly manipulated all of us over that over the black cat. Which did, you know, eventually turn out to be there was a reason the cat led us here. Yeah. But 
just the cat. You always see him running into the shop, you know, trying to help you out. And then at the end, the final boss just grabs the cat. It's like, now now I am 100% invested in this boss battle. Yep. I'm going to save this cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's implied that the cat is actually also like the shop owner of the item shop. You know, the cute yeah. little guy that gives you a free smile. Yeah. I love that. I did actually I go into the, the shop consistently uh, and get a free smile. Yeah, same. I loved and, it. <laughs> I loved getting that free smile before a boss battle. <laughs> that was the item I got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, favorite levels. Oh, geez. Uh, I'm going to say the domino level because it gave you time thing to do before um, you hit the timer. It that's it made it kind of fun. is like having to outpace the dominoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Yeah, the whole Topaz passage where it's all like game themed. That was my favorite section, partly because they're all just like, oh, it's games within this game. Yeah. They're not I, even mini games. Just game to game. And the Toy Block Tower song, like there there's not too many songs on this soundtrack that slap. Toy Block Tower slaps. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Easily oh, 100%. one. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh I think I like the Crescent Moon Village. Because I do, I do like my creepy stuff, but it ended up being the first one I went through. And I love the idea of the ghost at the end of it. Like stealing your money and yeah. stealing the key I, out of nowhere. Like you just see him following you the whole time, and you're like, "Oh, this is just like a weird dude in the background." But then you get that key, and he's like, "Ha ha, I got, I got this." So now you have to keep going back to get the key off of him. It's a great little mechanic. Yeah, I like the hotel one in that one too. Uh, like Sapphire. Oh Passing yeah, has yeah, yeah. There's yeah, all the creepy stuff and yeah. all the cute little ghosts. And I did really love the hotel one too, where it like gives you the layout of the hotel and you have to figure out where you are. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's like a good version of Hotel Mario. It's 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 great. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was only one level I didn't like, and that was the the board game one. Cause ah. you, you had to roll the dice to finish the level, and I was like, this is tedious. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, and that's one I I didn't quite get into the theme as much of it until nearing the end. And then by the time I got into it, it does make you do that. And it can take forever to do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was so confused at the beginning of that level. I'm like, what is this block about? What does any of this mean? Yeah, it took me way longer than it should have to realize it was supposed to be a board game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a name like the big board, you think we would know, but no. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to the names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just this one or the one with the machine stuff in it or the one in the, the forest. Yeah, that's sometimes how it winds up being. So did you guys focus on finding any of the CDs? And if you did, did you ever go to the sound room? I, I did focus on finding them, but I didn't actually ever listen to them. I okay. never listened to them. Oh, you know, y'all, after this podcast, you need to go at least look up a video. They're fantastic. Wonderful little creepiness. Like creepy in that like weird sense. Like you don't really expect them to have a little spooky element to them. Again, not meaning to be scary. Oh. Just 
a little unsettling. So wait, these are just soundtracks. These aren't just the soundtracks to the levels. These aren't just the music from no. the level we found them in. This is this is oh. different. Yeah, it's different. Oh my gosh. All right. Wow. Yeah. I I'm a fool and also a rube. I should have listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just the soundtrack too. No. No, they're completely different. I'm uh, I'm going to find a video to send to you guys now. <laughs> All right. Is there like a uh, story to it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so you can just kind of click through from here. This is the first one. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I... Is, like this to me is was that a just Cupid so doll? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that is really creepy. And you're like, what is this about? Like what yeah. what was I collecting? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I do want to kind of go look listen to them now because I found a decent amount of them, but that's so yeah. weird. Oh my gosh. Like I want to look this yeah. up and know what the plan with that was. Was it just kind of like the developers being like, Oh, they're gonna think it's this thing? Haha, ha, funny joke. It's actually going to be some weird shit we put on here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like that creepy Sonic face at the uh, in Sonic CD. It's, what does it mean? Who fucking knows? Yeah, it yeah, just is. Geez. It just exists. It reminds me of the like creepy faces you could see, like as like Easter eggs in the uh, Game Boy camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, just, I like, love that. Faces. Yeah. And there was like an option there where you could just put in run and one of the faces just goes, "What are you running from?" Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a camera app. But what are you running from? I love See, this is like that era of like it, it was up through a bit past this where you would get like weird creepy stuff and everybody was just like, "Oh yeah, that's just video games." Haha. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. That's it's. Jeez. Oh, uh, sorry. I don't mean to be so creeped out by that, but <laughs> it, it is one of those like kind of bizarre things that. Yeah, you're right. Just existed in video games at the time. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. not meant to scare you, but it is kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, this is the stuff that creepy pastas are made of. Yeah. Exactly. When you incidentally stumble upon this as a small child. Hell yeah. Absolutely creepypasta material. Oh. But uh, I'm curious. Did we find like there was any other part besides the board game that was kind of a bit weak sauce? Or did we feel like, no, everything else kind of hit uh, pretty well? Uh, the one with the, with the, in the forest with the swinging uh, like platforms. Really? Yeah. That, that one didn't hit for me. I got really frustrated. Oh, that's fair. Like it's it's not it is another one of those levels where it's not completely obvious what you're supposed to be doing. And I do feel like that's one that because I enjoyed it a lot because it felt it was very platformer. Yeah. And if you're not accustomed to especially 2D platformers, I can definitely see that being one that you would enjoy less Mm -hmm. because it's all about that precision timing and landing on the right pixel and that that could get tedious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But kid, do you think it was just? Are you with me? The board game um, one was kind of the weakest one for yeah. you, or do you feel like there was another one that hit you that was like, oh no, this one was too much? 
I think board game was the weakest for me. And honestly, I think I think that's about it because the rest of them did have really solid impact. Like, I, I will say I didn't really enjoy Doodlewoods all that much. I didn't really like the dude that was following you around in the background. Yeah. Uh, I was not a big fan. I felt like he was spawning stuff really quickly and it was just... It felt very redundant. Yeah, not after as a while. cool as the pirate ghost that steals your stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I did the pirate ghost first as well, and I yeah. think that impacted my enjoyment of Doodle Woods. I would have preferred if like the Doodles were like played more of an aspect into the level design as opposed to just sort of like, oh, there's this bad guy you draw stuff and it happens. Yeah. I, mean, I thought some of the doodles were really cute, though. Like, the little pig in a tutu that spins around and hits you. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of funny. Aww. So, you know, like, I love that guy. And I wish there was a bit more of that in the world. Yeah. Not in the game, in the world in general. We, we oh, wish yeah, yeah, the real world as well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put more some pigs kids. in tutus. It's all we're saying, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want. You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, what is your guys' favorite, like, Wario transformation? I have to say, I, I liked the puzzles that involved flaming Wario. I thought that was such a fun concept. Yeah. Because initially when that happened, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, get a heck ton of damage because any other game you would. But no, it's you just have to properly time out the run cycle that comes <laughs> with bouncing off the walls. I thought that was really yeah. fascinating. I like fat. I like fat Wario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's definitely my second choice. He's just, he's just like just tumbling along, just kind of like woo, just walking. Oh boy! <laughs> and the music variant that comes with him, yeah, perfect, yeah, perfect. Oh, it's like fat chocobo energy. I love yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I really loved Bat Wario because I mean. Is Flappy Bird before Flappy Bird? Yeah, yeah, you're right. The and OG. he's so cute. <laughs> oh, and also uh, the flat one, Flat Wario, where you just sort of flap around. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was so cozy. I like, think that was only that in was like fun. the the one machine level, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot more prevalent in in the in the second game. That was that's a transformation I remember very vividly from the second one but yeah it wasn't hearing much in this one they use the fat one a lot if like in in this game yeah for sure yeah. but not that i'm complaining I, I, that's it's my favorite one so <laughs> <laughs> how many of these were from earlier games al um the fat one the, the swashed one the flaming one the puffy one with like the the big puffy face the zombie yeah. one oddly enough uh the bouncy yeah. one and, and i think the the frozen one as well might have been but definitely not the bat, uh, and definitely not the uh, the snowball. Okay. But I wonder what was in the third one because I haven't played that one. So I'm really I'm I am. This has made me really want to go back and play that one. Since it's the only one I haven't played yet, and see just how does that follow more along the lines? Like I know it follows more along the lines of the second one, but I want to know how much along the lines of the second one it follows. Oh, did you play the one for the Wii? Wario Land, no, I haven't played Shake It yet. No, oh, which no. is the unofficial Wario Land Five is uh, Wario Land Shake It. Yeah, I haven't played that yet, but I do want to. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I found out about it, like researching for this podcast, and it it looks really gorgeous. It's all like hand drawn animation style. Oh, it's beautiful, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
So did you see anything about whether or not it follows in the footsteps of this game, Falana, or if it's kind of like its own further update to the to the formula that they've created? I think it's it's its own further update, especially because it's on the Wii. So they're yeah. utilizing some motion controls. I can't wait till we get to Wii games, guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, those motion controls. I miss them every day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they were they were so big for so long. We we didn't think the gaming was going to get away. We thought Nintendo had changed um, the landscape for forever. Lo and behold, we're uh, two generations later, and like things have kind of gone back to normal. And it still it still breaks my heart every time that a uh, Wii game is re released on the Switch and they don't do anything with the motion controls. Yeah. But yeah, with the Switch, you can do motion controls, right? Yeah, you absolutely can. That's they how just you have been snap, utilizing right? it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I really like. I, it's. It's. I know this isn't the part of this generation, but I. I do. I am very nostalgic for that because that was when I first kind of decided Al was going to be a gamer. And was like, that was when I was like catching on every news article. I followed every release of ga- even games I didn't care about. Just because I want to know what was going on. What's happening with the industry. And this is, we're going to 2001. 2001, Al, was, I think still in high school at this point. <laughs> and like, I was more concerned with like, where am I, where are my big titty anime bitches in life? Like, <laughs> Ah, what you could have had both. (laughs) To be fair, kids these days always get both. And that is unfair. That is unfair. (laughs) What is this? You guys like these people just go to Instagram and there they are like big titty anime bitches right there. We had to work for it. We had to go and like, you know, hunt down things on deviant art. Like God, (laughs) we wouldn't come across something we didn't want. And like every every Resident Evil game since five has had someone with big titties in it. Yep, always. It's always. not fair. Yep. <laughs> Long not live fair, the age guys. of Bowsette. Yeah, yeah. They get Bowsette. What did we yeah, have they got growing Bowsette. up in two thousand one? We had Maria. That's it. Yep. We <laughs> that we had, was it. We had a. We were we were probably like Tomb Raider, I think, and that's it. <laughs> and Yo, that yeah. didn't count because they were pointy. We had Jill Valentine, Maria, <laughs> and Laura Croft. That's it. They had to bear the brunt of all of the gamer horny. Yep. We salute. But that was <laughs> uh, speaking of kind of weird gamer and horny. And Wario. <laughs> Wario. Wario is the fourth. Yeah. His, his titties. Incredible. <laughs> Truly stunning. <laughs> I mean, we joke, but like his arms are really jacked in this game. And like, he does have a huge rack. Yeah. But, Arms, yeah. bite, boobs. Wario's got it all. Yeah, Wario does have it all, man. Like, you see the opening to shake it. He's just, <laughs> he is shaking it in the openers. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's shaking what his mama gave him. <laughs> <laughs> they do really like to show Wario's butt in these Wario games. They do. Yeah. It's so it's so bizarre. Uh, but going to his design for a hot minute, because we're like, we're going to trail off of this for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He does have this very distinct character design where you see him and he's got like these huge, like just big, like dude arms um, with this kind of stout, like, like kind of uh, beer belly body to him. But like he still looks like he could he could mess you up. 
um, which is kind of this really nice body type to give your main your main end protagonist even though i get that he's kind of like a joke protagonist and that he's kind of an uh, you know an asshole that you know we're controlling but it's still kind of a really cool aesthetic um i do like the character design we know what this guy's like we know what the game is going to kind of be like you know we throw people around and stuff you know mario doesn't throw people that's not a mario thing you know no Link doesn't throw people around normally. Um, I sh- I'm sure there are a few exceptions. Wario no, pick you up you know. and just like yeah, toss. <laughs> oh yeah, Wario picks up a little tiny elderly scientist and throws him around. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was gonna get arrested for you know bullying. You're just <laughs> bullying this poor old dude the whole game. Yeah, no consequences. Yep. But you do save him at the end, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine-ish. Yeah, and the cat guides him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's like, <laughs> what's the what's that character's name? Like, he's this weird professor guy that I think is just doing research or whatever, just hanging he's, out in there. His name is yeah, Doctor Scienstein. <laughs> <laughs> no lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're lying to me. I'm not. <laughs> No, Wait, no, Mad Scienstein. Mad Scienstein. Okay. Okay. All right. Are, are you shocked? No. What is what is the scientist's name? Uh, Elvin Gad, Professor E. Gad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They are known for this. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But it's. Ah, but anyway, the scientist guy is literally just like this thing that you throw around in those pu- in those particular puzzle rooms. They're like those little pink rooms that you find throughout the uh, the 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 levels. And like one of the few times you see like actual like pipes in the entirety of the Wario game, um, or just people lead you to those areas. And I'll be honest, some of them I I enjoyed and was like, oh, okay, I, I can solve this. And other times I was like, eh, I don't want to do this. Uh, I would want to I want to do something else. And it's cool that you have that option, though, and because I don't think there's much to gain out of getting those big diamonds besides playing more mini games for more like prizes to get weapons and stuff for to essentially just make the final boss fights easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I think that's a problem or not because part of me is like, I wish this did more, but what what else was it going to do? Uh, because you could just collect this just to play mini games, essentially. Like you're just collecting coins and stuff just so you could play other stuff. You don't necessarily have to worry about getting final boss weapons or not final boss. Yeah, just boss weapons, excuse me. So maybe that's what it is. It's just like getting around collecting coins just so you can like, oh, I want to play baseball for a little while longer. Yeah. And I think there is something nice about it being something it only really affects the boss battles and only if you wanted to. Yeah. You could choose to, like you said, just play the mini games, enjoy the mini games and never buy an actual item from the shop. Yeah. And honestly, I had fun collecting the coins. So it was like, I was having fun to have more fun. Yeah. That's a love. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good cycle to go through. And I I can, I can kind of really appreciate that now. Um, But let's go a little bit to like the big, the big bad at the end of this. Because we talked a little bit about a few of the bosses and how we feel about them. Um, did we talk about which ones we liked the best? I think I talked about the one I liked the least. Did you guys have a boss you had trouble with? Uh, it took me far too long to truly understand how uh, the the plant one, the first like proper boss worked. Uh, I guess the first one, uh, if you go like clockwise, yeah. counterclockwise around. Which I guess is technically uh, accurate. 
yeah. But Cractus gave me some trouble. But then that kind of set me up because I I was completely overthinking it and trying to do all these weird moves. And then I realized, oh, no, it's not that deep. Yeah. It's and then I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, it took me forever to figure out how to even hurt the, the cuckoo condor. I was oh. like, yeah, I was trying to hop on top of his little grabby bit. Turns out you're supposed to charge at it. Yep. It took me forever to figure it out. I will say, when he lays the eggs in the second form, and you don't take care of them quickly enough, like, that yeah. can get out of hand really No, quick. yeah, that was chaos. Yeah, when there's all the bombs everywhere, it's like, oh, no. It's cute chaos, though. Yeah, they ha- absolutely. They're little guys. Yeah. They hatch. Yeah, little guys. And then they make you explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talk about ones we we had trouble with were there ones that we found like we really liked like what final boss did we have the most fun with i loved cat bat <laughs> such a fun design i thought it was a fun battle uh really just i, I mean honestly all of the bosses were fun yeah all of them were yeah. fun they were all very creative but there is just something about cat bat it's the bleh face it's the it's the big goof i don't know i love it <laughs> i'm with you 100% i thought cat oh, bat yes. was fun yeah. The yeah. wave mechanic was so cool to see in a boss battle, like just, just neat. Yeah. All around. Yeah, really and you neat. use the wave as like a little platform. Yeah. Just so also, cool. I just love saying cat bat. <laughs> yeah, cat bat. <laughs> cat bat. <laughs> cat dog out. Cat bat in. <laughs> <laughs> and and the final boss was fun. Yeah. It was the it was kind of like bringing all of the other bosses back together for like one final battle. Uh, like it had yeah. all the it had some elements of all the other ones. Like you had the eggs and the the spiky things and a few other bits they would throw at you. Stuff you would have to charge at to uh, bounce around the thing. Um, it was a it was really kind of just a, a culmination of like the final the final level in itself was kind of like a culmination of everything that you learned up to that point. Exactly, which yeah. I, I think is so neat. I love. I feel like you don't get that as much in modern games where. No. You essentially, it is like taking a final exam. You start off, it gives you the little introduction. It very clearly explains the base mechanics to you in the first level. You practice them. You do whatever you want in the middle, and then you come together for the final exam. It's timed. You Every mistake you make screws you up, and you have to really make sure that you mastered everything in order to nail that final level. Yep. And it and just sort of like, like ties together all of those disparate elements from all the different passages into like one nice little bow in a way I feel like a lot of games nowadays just don't do. Yeah. And it was really satisfying. I would say a lot of games now and like even games maybe even 10 years ago uh, kind of just have final levels that are final levels. They're just kind of like, okay, here's the final theme that we have going forward. Uh, okay, we're done with that theme, and that was just the last one, and that's it. There's no, like, culmination of everything that came before. Like, even Dark Souls, those games don't, like, bring back everything that you've learned. You're just kind of, like, you know, they just get steadily harder uh, as time goes on. There's, I don't imagine there's, as far as I know, and people have explained to me, there's no boss that kind of shoots everything at you. Uh, I think the last time I remember a boss fight like that in a, in a big, mo- in a modern game of the time was probably, like, I think... Wind Waker did something similar with like a boss fight like that. 
with like Puppet Ganon, who was kind of just like, you know, a bunch of all the other bosses you fought up to that point, which was a lot of fun. But yeah. Okay. But that was from the same kind of uh, area or time in gaming. So it doesn't surprise me that, that this was a thing that was still going on. But that's the last time I remember it like that. Yeah. And I do. I, I hope that as, you know, gaming companies and especially indie developers are kind of coming back for coming back to like vintage concepts. I hope that's something that makes a comeback. Yeah. Because it's just it's fun and it's satisfying. Like, I feel like I learned, like, when I get that final victory, I earned it. I learned everything this game wanted me to. You know, I get to I get to leave with the money and the cat, and that's it. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> but those endings are actually kind of fun, oddly enough, because you get more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, then did you guys, did you realize what the ending decision was based off of? It was the treasure chests that you would get, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how many did you guys get? Um, I got enough to get the, like, princess ending. Well, which princess? All of them are a princess ending. What um, the princess looked like? She was just, like, regular looking. She she was, like, an adult. There's some where she's just, like, little. Was there is long hair or short hair? Long hair. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. the one I got. Yeah, I got the because I was off by so little because I just in the final boss I only missed like a couple of those treasure chests. I'm like, oh, I was so disappointed with myself. But yeah, you do get there's a number of endings. There's like the kid one. There's the um the Wario faced one. Yeah, the Wario <laughs> sister. Yeah, <laughs> and um, there's the princess one, and then there's the other one, the best the, ending one, the older princess. Yeah. But I like the one where uh, she's like got the short hair and is dressed in like uh, I what appears to be uh, as I can tell like sort of uh, like prince outfit. Yeah, like, like it. It looks like it's a pantsuit kind of a yeah pretty thing, which it seems like the the true quote unquote ending. Yep. Uh, like the true form of her that you see in other stuff is that younger form, the one that we all got. Yeah. But the true princess is that short haired where like she decides as an adult, she wants to wear pants. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. I like that. Like the true ending is actually that like, no, no, I, I don't look like princess peach at all. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a boss bitch wearing pants. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pants queen. <laughs> pants queen. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, but that one you had to get all 12 treasures. And yeah, I was so close. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit off. I got uh, I got eight treasures. But I also like the little tag at the end, like after the credits, like when uh, he, he's driving again through that through that hall and there's another cat that he almost yeah. runs over. <laughs> <laughs> and like getting that... <laughs> The, the paper falls, and it's like, oh, is he off on another adventure? It's like, no, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> all-you-can-eat steak buffet for $10. Inflation is awful. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring back that. Yeah, 2001, $10. guys. <laughs> oh. Was that, was that even a thing in 2001, though, actually? Could you pay, like, 10 bucks for a... Uh... Probably not. Probably not. That, yeah, not for like steak, steak. No, but you could probably pay ten bucks for all you could eat buffet. Um, I mean, at the yeah, time. 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. And steak Let might have buff- been there. Who knows? Buffet prices in 2001. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Let's look into see. the Wayback Machine. Ooh, ooh. Steak buffet 2000. Uh, no, nah, never. Give me a second. I will get an answer for this by the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question. In the other endings, does she also get carried ostensibly into heaven by little angels? Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yeah. <laughs> Does the princess just die at the end? No, I don't think she dies. I think she's just taken away back to like her, uh, wherever she's from, uh, like her her far off away land, wherever that might be. Yeah, back to her castle. Yeah. Is it aliens? Is it a tractor beam? Is that it have I be alien? Like an alien vibe from it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I for sure thought that, like, that was just the, like, and then I go away back to my spaceship. Goodbye! <laughs> Enjoy that little alien smooch and yep. your money. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a game. I don't remember wh- what game it is, but I know there's a game where, like, the princess is, is an alien. I don't remember what it is. Uh, I'll describe it. Like it was just another platformer, but I can't remember what like what system it was for or what. Like I know it wasn't a goofy or I know it was not a goofy one. Like it wasn't Earthworm Jim or something like that because the 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 ending of Earthworm Jim with the princess is also hysterical. Oddly enough, where she just gets hit by a cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah. Uh, Earthworm Jim is another one that's like like it it kind of is another zany odd platformer in that same vein. A lot of stuff kind of feels like this is definitely from that uh, that Super Nintendo era, even though it's not from that Super Nintendo era. It feels a lot like an Arrow the Acrobat or other ones like that, but it's it takes place a little bit later, so everything's a little bit more refined. So people know like there's not as many missed jumps as there would be back in the Super Nintendo era. Because they know what they're doing. Like, everything's pixel perfect, like you said. So if I fall or I mess up, I feel like it's much more on me than it is on the game. Yeah. Like, I I felt any mistake I made was on me. It was not... The game wasn't being unfair. It wasn't unreasonable. It just just was. Yeah. Like, it's... And I can't stress this enough. It really was just a a nice easy ride to go through like there's not really much for us to dissect here as far as story goes because you know it's it, there's not it's you know, it's a plat it's a kitty platformer I, saying kitty platformer sounds insulting but it's not really uh, it's a very simple platform i think is the better word to use here yeah yeah like it it didn't feel soul crushing like uh like Mega Man zero could but well, i want to be the guy <laughs> it, yeah yeah I mean, yeah, like that. <laughs> Oof. that's meant to be hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I felt very uh, fulfilled with my experience. I was very satisfied with Wario. Yeah. This was just overall a really pleasant experience, just the whole way through. Yeah. Like, I, I seldom, like, remember a game that, like, this didn't, like, light my world on fire. But I, I certainly, at all points while playing it, was enjoying myself, and I felt very relaxed at the end of the day. Um, I loved Resident Evil 2, but that didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing Resi 2 was a very stressful experience from beginning to end, um, and but it was still very enjoyable. But like, I think this is part of those things when people talk about like games can be anything, you know? 
Um, they can be essentially like that YouTube video that you spend a little time watching and like, oh, I got a laugh out of it. Now I'm done with it. And, you know, Wario Land 4 is kind of like that. It's that fun little uh, cartoon show that you can go you can go watch. We're, we said this way back at the beginning, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. It's an episode of Darkwing Duck. You can go and uh, check that out and like feel pretty satisfied with it. Like, oh, man, uh, good times were had by all. See, and I, I this makes me feel very excited for getting more into or getting around to doing NES, SNES era, Sega Genesis and more GBA games because they're just there is this wholesome, fun element to it. Yeah, that. I think it's nice to kind of, as somebody that does play a lot of, you know, shooters and horror games and Bloodborne, it's nice to have that chill kind of, oh, yes, gaming is fun. (laughs) It's not always about the stress. (laughs) And I hope when we get around to those those eras, like, I'm going to definitely have some very obscure kind of like, hey, guys, uh, why don't we play Bucky (laughs) O'Hare? It's like... Um, some very obscure uh, NES uh, platformers that are just really a lot of fun. So whenever we get around to that, like some 1988, 1987 era stuff, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to it because I can bring to light a lot of the like obscure kind of like, oh, I bet you didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. And I'm very excited for that because most of my experience with that era of gaming was whatever my grandma or my aunt happened to have, which was Mega Man and Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. And Mario, but I don't like Mario. Yeah, like that's Sonic. fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we got a great alternative to Mario right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mario has way more relatable goals. Like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wanna get <laughs> rich. I wanna I wanna eat at an all you can eat buffet. Uh, I just want to like, I want to mess with this weird dorky science guy. Like that's like uh, relatable content, bro. I know where, I know where you're coming from, Mario. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I'm a mystical land with pipes and like, I got a princess I got to save. Like, I don't, I, nah, content I don't understand. Yeah. But, I'm not a plumber. Yep. I yeah. don't know how to fix pipes. Yep. But he's I know how to, to solve puzzles. He's supposed to be bad, Mario, but he's nice. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. how to lift a person. I know how to lift things and throw them. Mario knows how to yeah. do that. I know. We're, we're the same. I get it now. I can do a somersault. Yeah. You know, if I if I slide down something. Bro, I know yeah. what it's like to eat too much and like walk around like, oh, like I weigh a million pounds. Oh, geez. Like, man, yeah. like it's me, man. I get you. We're, we're, oh. we are the same. Yep. Mario, yes. not the same, but Wario, I see you. Yep. <laughs> I will gladly bump my enemies with my belly. Yep. Ah, I, I'm feeling it. I feel it. We're on the same see- page. I don't even, you don't even have to kill them. You can just pick them up and throw them and be like, you stay over there, okay? Yeah. Pacifist run. Yep. <laughs> Undertale who? You got pacifist. <laughs> Mario wherefore. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, I think to close it out, I think it's just obvious for us all to say, there's no mixed opinions here. We all just had a really good time just yeah, playing a absolutely. very simple, fun game. And I do, I honestly, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel like I'm going to go back and end up trying out some of the older WarioWare games because I think it'll just be fun. Yeah. Even if it, even if it's only part of this experience, I'm now intrigued in seeing what led to this point. Yeah, I would say, like, maybe try the first one, see how it goes. It's still – the first one has a lot of the original Mario formula going for it, but also it doesn't. It's very hard to uh, hard to explain. Like, it's definitely going to feel different from this one, 
But I'd say give that one a try and see how. And if that winds up not being to your taste, I just go. I just work backwards. I would go from four to three to two. See, I would go the opposite way. I want to. I want to go play that we won. Oh, go to the next one. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's actually the next thing to do is to go from this one just to Wario Land, shake it, and just see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just get don't... a copy of Smooth Moves so we can like alternate. Moves. <laughs> <laughs> I love smooth moves. Yeah. Whenever we get to Wii era stuff. Oh, that was my first Wii there. game was WarioWare smooth moves. It was my first oh. one too. And yep. then Resident Evil 4 was, was my second. That was the one I wanted. <laughs> that was the one I saw and I was like, no, mom, I want this one for, for Christmas. This is what I need. Um, and of course, I didn't get it until uh, probably six months later. But... <laughs> <laughs> But then you got to direct people safely to the correct bathroom. Yes. <laughs> and where would your life be without that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it would be, but like, because I had a ton of fun playing that game, man. It was so. Yeah. I I, I, pucked, I plucked people's nose hairs. Um, I got people to like to get the right items that they're looking for. Like, I got a ball into a hole. So much about that game, like, felt very like immediately satisfying. Yeah. And see, and especially when they when you were given your guidance on how to hold the controller, I felt so fulfilled just listening to that man's soothing voice. Yes. Oh, it was oh. delightful. Man, now I want to play smooth moves. Like now, now that's <laughs> where I'm at in my head. Oh, jeez. Well, when the computer happens to stumble upon the year 2007, we can revisit the idea. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, we, but like, we'll see what happens. In, we'll see what happens. We have one last game we do want to play. Um, in the year of our Lord, 2001. But yeah, guys, we're, we're really excited to get to our next game um, and what we might wind up playing. So yeah, I, I, can't, I can't stress this enough. We, we had a really good time. Yeah, Wario is a friend of the podcast, yep. officially. Yeah, I, th- I think I feel confident saying that for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just assuming it, but I feel like, I feel like we're all in agreement. Yeah. Yes. Um, give him a hug, all- give him a nickel. <laughs> he would appreciate that falano yeah <laughs> i think he would <laughs> uh, all right i want to thank all of you guys for coming and joining us on this adventure it was definitely a lot of fun we'll see you guys in the next one good night everybody good night play good wario night. wario land 4 if you haven't you yep. will not regret it <laughs> This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.